Hey guys, Eric Sue here. I had an awesome, awesome interview with a network marketing legend, Tom Big Al Schreider. So stay tuned. So the real issue is this. How do regular folks like us who did not cheat and only nag family members and friends who want to grow a residual income stream, how do we attract quality leaders into our organization and create profitable home businesses yet still have plenty of time to enjoy life? That's the screaming question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Eric Sue, and welcome to Next Gen MLM Hacks Radio. Hey guys, before I dive into today's episode, today's episode is sponsored by NextGenMLMHacks.com. It is a webinar web class that I do covering how to get more willing and able paying customers, which we all want. And um, it happens once a week, so you can register at www.nextgenmlmhacks.com. And we'll see you there. So I have a special guest with me. My name is Eric Sue, and my guest is Tom Schreider. Some of you guys may know him as Big Al, and um, he has written over, I think it was 30 books or something like that, right? Yes. And uh, so... I just wanted him to join me today to talk about customer acquisition as well as team building. Um, and so can you share with us, Tom, a little bit about uh, those topics in your opinion, how those things, uh, MLMers and network marketers, what they should be focusing in on? Well, as uh, networkers, we're really good at telling people what to do, get more customers, get more distributors. We're really bad at telling them how to do it. Really bad. So it's pretty easy to pontificate from the front of the room and say, yeah, just get more people, bring more people to meetings. And But if we're brand new, you might have the same questions I did when I started, which was like how to do it. So everybody will tell us what to do, but nobody tells us how to do it. So when I got started, it went something like this. Um, well, you just need to build a team. Great, great, great. And how do I do that? Well, you get some uh, distributors. Okay, yeah, yeah. How do I get distributors? Well, uh, you just bring a lot of people to the meeting. Hey, got that. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do I get people to come to the meeting? Well, you just invite them. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do I say so they show up? <laughs> well, they're your friends. Uh, you know, say something and it just all falls apart. Or you say, well, we got this great product and... Uh, what do I say exactly word for word falls apart? Or if I want to get, uh, what do I say? Nobody will write down word for word what to say. And the reason we don't is we have no clue. That's probably why. If we knew what to say, we would have written it down. And the reason we have no clue is we don't even know that we're in the decision-making business. A lot of people think and Hope they don't take this offensively, but we're, we're not in the skincare business. I mean, we're not out there picking ingredients underneath rocks in China at midnight with leprechauns and stuffing them in bottles. And uh, the company is, and the company does the shipping and the receiving, the customer service and the websites and the legal. The company can do everything without us. The only thing they can't do is get people to make a yes decision. So they partner with us and say, hey, guys, we'll run the company, whether it be electricity or vitamins. You know, it's their company. That's what they do. And they say the partnership is we'll do everything. All we want you to do is get people to make a yes decision. Oh, so we get started. We think if we're in the vitamin business, we're some sort of alternative physician. 
if we're a skincare, we're a cosmetic specialist or something. No, we're not. We're not an energy consultant or travel, you know. But we are our people that have made an agreement with the company say, we're in the yes decision business. We'll go out and get people to say yes. You're going to take care of all the rest. So once we know what business we're in, it gets a little bit simpler. Some people say, ah, oh, so I joined a career in the decision-making business. I didn't know that. So well, that might help you focus on what we have to do. So if we're going to get customers, distributors, we've got to get them to say yes, or else we're going to keep our day job forever, and that wouldn't be good. So that brings up the natural question, which is how do people make decisions? I mean, that'd be my first question if I joined the decision-making business, because can you imagine somebody say, I've joined the decision-making business. I have no idea how it works. How am I doing? Right. And say, frustrating, frustrating. So how do people make decisions? We have no idea, but we're doing this for a living. And so we just use verbal diarrhea and we show them charts and videos and send them to websites where they never come back. Uh, people walk on the other side of the street. Uh, it's pretty ugly. So the first thing we should maybe look at is how people make decisions. And without going into the brain science of it very much, the bottom line is people make decisions instantly. Yes or no? They can, yes. And they do it on zero information. And when people hear that, they get really upset. They say, what do you mean? What about our special patented ingredients? I said, no, 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 no. People make instant decisions on zero information. And I give a couple quick examples. You know, we don't have much time here because we want to have some words to say. So let me just give examples because I know everybody here is probably thinking, oh, come on, you're out of your mind. So uh, how many people here on this call have um, – Sit down with the prospect. From the moment you sit down, the prospect's leaning back, folding their arms, frowning. Have they made a decision? Well, yeah. What was their decision? No. Based on how much information? None. All right. Well, how many people here have invited somebody to an opportunity meeting and they did not show up? Yeah. Well, have they made a decision? Yeah, they did. What was their decision? No, I'm not interested. And uh, based on how much information? None. <laughs> well, how many people here have ever been on YouTube? You go on YouTube, you click on a video. How many seconds into the video before we decide yes or no if we want to see that video or not? Second. Three, four, five seconds, yeah. That's over. So people make decisions instantly. And that's why when you and I get a telephone call from a salesman. Hello, I'm a salesman. We make an instant and immediate decision. No, based on zero information. So the question we should ponder late at night that should give us nightmares is, if people like us, if we make our final decision to salesman instantly on no information, do you think other people would do that to us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What percentage of the time? A lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, a little over 100%. So... <laughs> And that's where we have to start. Uh, once we understand that's where we have to start, then, then it gets a whole lot easier figuring out how everything works. So if people make decisions instantly, we only have, what, three seconds, five seconds, six, ten seconds. It's over right away. 
yes or no. So um, people said, really? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's try this. Uh, trust me, I'm from the government tax authority, and I'm here to help you. And people say, well, I got a decision on that one already. <laughs> this is not going to end well. This is what we come up against. So what we have to do with people is understand if they're going to make this decision, hmm, we better influence what we can in those few seconds. So I'll, I don't know. It's okay if I just show them one shortcut. Can we use that to start with? Absolutely. All right. So let's do a shortcut. The purpose of business is to solve people's problems. If people didn't get hungry, having a restaurant would be dumb. People didn't get sleepy, having hotels would be dumb. Mm -hmm. If people live forever, selling vitamins would be hard. People are rich, selling business opportunity just wouldn't work. So the only reason for us to exist as business is to solve their problems. So here's our conversation. Hi, how are you? How's the weather? And as soon as they get a chance to talk, people are programmed to talk about their problems. Mm. Ah, they love talking about their problems. Now, instead of rolling our eyes like we normally do, we say, hey, they're talking about their problems. This is a chance here. Maybe I could offer an option. So let's do this in two sentences, three if we have time. So when they mention a problem that our products or opportunity could fix, we're going to double check on the first sentence, do you have this problem? Just check, do, do you really have this problem? Now that's pretty easy in conversation. There's no rejection. We don't feel like a sleazy salesperson because what we're doing is talking to people in a way or a sequence their mind works. There's five trigger questions in the mind that make a decision. And you have to follow the sequence of these five or else if it gets out of sequence and it starts to sound like a sales thing. But if you stay in sequence, Ah, people say this is the most pleasurable buying experience I ever have. I love to buy. People love to buy. They hate to be sold. So the sequence of the words or the questions in the mind is the key. But we're going to start with a little shortcut here. Double check if they have a problem. So we might say, do you like taking good care of your skin? Or do you hate wrinkles? Or ever feel tired in the afternoon? Or hate your job? find commuting difficult. And we're just checking if they have a problem. Now that's rejection free, just part of conversation. Now, if they don't have a problem, well, we'll just have a conversation, no problem. But if they do have a problem, the next question will be our closing question. And you say, can you close people right away? Well, that's how the mind works. Once they realize they have a problem, and our closing question is, is, what we need to find out is, do they want to fix that problem now or not? Some people don't want to fix their problems. Most do. If they don't want to fix their problem, we're not going to jump off a cliff. That's their problem. So question one, do you have this problem? Question two, do you want to fix it? And that is the entire decision-making process of the human brain. It's based on programs and stuff, but that's for another day. Let's go to work. Uh, an example, uh, do you hate wrinkles? Oh, I hate wrinkles. They told me to give me character, but it doesn't. It just makes me look old. Mm -hmm. well, would it be okay if you could start fixing the wrinkles from the inside? Yeah. Mm. Done. Let's try another one. 
Um, ever feel tired in the afternoon? Oh, yeah, all the time, yeah. Even in the mornings, too. Well, would it be okay if you had energy all day long? Yeah, done. Your job interfere with the week? Absolutely. Five times it interferes with the week, every week. Well, would it be okay if you could be your own boss instead? Let's talk. What's the decision in the mind? Absolutely. Let me look for reasons why this is going to work versus why not. So the sequence is to check if they have a problem and then see if they want to fix the problem. Proper sequence. So if you're taking notes, let me show you the ninja trick. The ninja trick is and the second question has to be structured. How is it structured is the human mind makes decisions based upon pre-existing programs. If I were to say these five words, would you be interested in the back of our mind screams, salesman alert, run, run, save yourself, hide your wallet, hide your purse, boop, boop, boop. And why is it? Because the back of our mind has a database. The database says, yeah, we've heard that word before. I've heard would you be interested in that was a salesman was a bad experience. Don't worry, we got it. The answer is no right away. No more thinking involved. So if you wanted to keep somebody away from the business, all you have to do is say, would you be interested in? So my worthless brother-in-law says, what's new with you, Big Al? I said, well, I just started a business. I can't hide it from him, but I don't want him to join because if he joined and won the cruise, he'd ruin it for everybody. So what words could I possibly use to keep him away? I'd say, well, Worthless brother-in-law, would you be interested in my business? No, every time saved. This is a bit of a shock for people because they say, wait a minute, are you telling me that the words I'm using right now with the best intentions are actually driving people away? And I said, well, yeah, absolutely. Not only do we have to learn the sequence of words that work, we also have to learn the sequence of words that don't work. And most of the words that we're using right now in our sales presentation approaching people is actually pushing people away. So that's why we have to learn both sets. So what if I say this? I'm your brother-in-law and I come up and I say five words. Would you be interested in that didn't work? Oh, I'll try this. I just got involved with, and we can feel the back of our brain saying, no, 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 a thousand times no, I'm out of here. Now, I have used, would you be interested in? I've used, I've just got involved with, with the best intention. I just want to be soft. I don't want to push you on people. Absolutely ruined every prospect. So we might want to start making a list of these. But the question you might have in this short call is, well, would it be okay if you learned five words that worked? And would it be okay if these five words got people to say yes, because we're in the decision business? And would it be okay if I just stopped saying, would it be okay if, so we could actually write down the five words, would it be okay if, which you and I know, of course. So if you write down, would it be okay if, there's a program in the back of the mind that says, yes, 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 high five, totally there. Uh, yeah, whatever you, whatever's next, yeah, I'm in. And it's one of the stupidest programs given to humanity, but it's massive for our business. So if you say, would it be okay if your chances of success go through the roof? Some quick examples. Would it be okay if you had an extra paycheck? Hmm. Yeah. Would it be okay if you could fire the boss? Yeah. 
would it be okay if you could stay home with your children and still get a full-time paycheck? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would it be okay if you could feel 20 years younger, but with better judgment? Yeah. Would it be okay if you didn't have to lay in bed at night listening to your skin wrinkle? Yeah. Would it be okay if you never had to show up for work again? Yeah. Would it be okay if you had a two-day weekend and turn it into a five-day weekend? Yeah. Would it be okay? Just as easy. So our second question, and here's the test. If you want people to say yes to your second question, that yes, that I want to join your business, or yes, I want your product or service, what five words would we start it with every time? That's a no-brainer. So our second question, the ninja trick is, we will always start it with, would it be okay if? So let's see how this sounds. Uh, hate commuting to work every day on the subway smelling people's armpits 45 minutes each way? Yeah. Well, would it be okay if you could work out of your home instead? Absolutely. Like looking great when you leave the house? Yeah. Would it be okay if you had our long lashes set so your lashes look long naturally instead of gluing them on? Yeah. yeah. Find dieting inconvenient? Oh, yeah. And I'm allergic to exercise. I break out in my sweat. Well, would it be okay if you lose weight just by changing what you have for breakfast? I'm all in. Here's all my money. Find that jobs just don't pay enough? Absolutely. Would it be okay if you could be paid what you're actually worth? That sounds great. And all of a sudden, in less than, well, I don't know if you measure any of these, but these are probably about four seconds. Mm. In about four seconds time, our job is done. Finished. We got the decision. Then, and only then, if the answer is yes, would we continue and actually tell them what it is. So the sequence in the brain, which we don't, that takes a long time to explain, but the sequence of the brain is the human brain because the way it's designed makes decisions first and wants information second. If you give it information first and hope to make a decision at the end, it's out of sequence. It feels like sales, sleazy, pushy, ugly, uh, prone to rejection. People are gonna fight. It's just awful. Here's an example. Imagine the uh, Chicago Bears are in the Super Bowl. All right, could be a stretch. But they're in the Super Bowl, and your TV breaks down in the morning. You go down to Best Buy to buy a TV. You run in to get the big screen TV. You see what you like there, and the salesman says, shut up and sit down. Let me talk at you for 45 minutes. I'm going to show you a video about the uh, life of Mr. Sonny. He wants these patents here. Uh, here. Here's some brochures about our uh, special manufacturing process. I got testimonials. J just save your questions toward the end. 45 minutes later, you want to poke your eyes out. <laughs> All you want to know is how much is that TV on the wall? And can I take it home? And it sounds reasonable. Then you can give me the information. And that's how the human brain loves to make decisions. So here's the five steps, just so you don't think you have to go elsewhere. The five steps the human mind uses is, first of all, who are you? So if you're Brad Pitt or me, there could be a difference. <laughs> Second question is, can I trust you and believe you? And I put a big circle around this one because this is huge. This is massive. Can I trust and believe you? Because if they don't have trust and belief, they're never going to join, never going to buy. Number three is, are you, 
Take a note. All right. All right. So can I trust and believe you? Now, with friends, you probably have that. But once you leave friends, you got to learn some specific skills to program them to do this. But with the friends, you probably already have that trust. Number three is, are you interesting? Because if you're not interesting, I have a zillion things piling up, decisions to make, text messages, stuff to do. That's why I have to sort this out right away. Now, are you interesting? Oh, wait, we're talking about them, their favorite subject, and we're talking about their problems. We are super hyper interesting. Number four, yes or no. Here's where we make our decision. Yes, I want it, or no, I don't. And the answer is yes. Then and only then do we go to number five, which is here are the details. What are the details? You will find that some people want absolutely no details. And then you'll meet an accountant or an engineer that you just want to poke your eyes out and come back in three weeks. So this little sequence covers that because I'm assuming you can't change who you are. That's what personal development is for. You're not going to change that in four seconds. Trust and belief, you're going to have it even with strangers if you talk this way because you're talking in sequence to their mind thoughts. There's ways to enhance it, yes, and we should learn those, but not now. Right now, we need to just learn these two sentences. So number three, are you interesting when we check about their problems? Number four, would it be okay if, yes or no? And then number five, whatever details you show them, the details have nothing to do with it anyway. That's not how humans make up their mind. There's nothing in the information that's going to change. And to prove that, I ask people, how many people here made the final decision to enter a relationship or get married before we had all the information? And they go, ooh, good point. So the human mind makes decisions first. Information comes way, way, way later. So what we do in network marketing when we first start is – we skip step one, we skip step two, we skip step three, we skip step four, we go right to the information step five and we wonder why it's not working. Mm. Uh, well, I'm amazed that it even worked at all. Yeah, yeah. So what we have to do is follow the sequence of the mind. Very simple formula. And let me add a third sentence because we have a little bit of time here. <laughs> so we're gonna say, check on the problem. Number two, do you wanna fix the problem? And number three, we're gonna double close. and. The third sentence we're going to say is just let's fix that now or let's get that sorted or let's sort that out now. Let's see how that sounds. So to the sales clerk at the TV shop, I say, I hate your job. Yeah, I got to work weekends and evenings. Would it be okay if you could be your own boss instead? Oh, yeah. Well, let's fix that now. Oh, what do you mean? Well, let's call um, Eric and uh, set up an appointment over coffee and he can show you how it works. Give you an escape plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> how hard was that? So we make it so difficult in network marketing by talking about our company and the information and we're in the decision business. We, we gotta get on to what we're doing because we only have uh, four or five, 10 seconds of the most to get their final decision. We can't waste that time with I don't know, how are you? How's the kids? How you feel? You know, our chance is gone. So that's the short story for about acquiring customers. Piece of cake, two sentences. Same with distributors. Same with distributors. But, um, Tom, I was going to ask you real quick here that um, there, there is a reason why people do it incorrectly. 
Is it because that they were taught incorrectly or is it just mainly because they were um, assuming that's the way, it, you know, you said like step five was where people yeah. start. Well, here's a slightly longer story in that. In the 1960s, this is what they taught us to do. Hmm. Now, back in the 1960s, it was only black and white. We didn't have color yet. But they said, hey, here's what you do. When you get started, make a list of everybody you know, biggest list you possibly can, and call, 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 and beg for appointments. If nobody gives you an appointment, use the three-foot rule. Anybody within three foot, you attack. And if finally somebody says, I'll listen to you, say, all right, shut up and sit down for 45 minutes. I'm going to talk at you, show videos, keep your questions till the end. And at the end, I'm going to manipulate all of your objections against you. And then I'm going to close, close, close as hard as I possibly can if you don't close. And I'm going to harass you until you buy or die. <laughs> And that was the business model back then. And unfortunately, it still is now, isn't it? Kind of. And yeah, kind of ugly. And as we look at that, we say, how could they have been so stupid? Well, what happened was they didn't actually start doing this brain science until about 1997. And around 1997, they started measuring brain waves and they saw that people made instant decisions and they had to start figuring out how it all works. So before 1997, we didn't know this, so we did the best we could because that's how we thought the brain worked. And we were horribly wrong. So just about every sales skill that you've learned from pre-1997 is bogus. Um, that's pretty direct, isn't it? No, no. no. So, but so this is passed on because we do the best we can. We pass on what we know. And if the only thing we know is pre-1997, 1960 techniques, well, 1960s aren't going to come back. Um, we're going to die. It's not going to work well. So it's, we just don't know when we start. And if somebody says, this is how to do it, we just follow it. And I'm not saying that's totally wrong. What I'm saying is we can make things a lot easier on us if we just use just some basics of just the tiniest bit of brain science. We could be pretty awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, I probably wouldn't be able to summarize as well as um, you could. Um, how could you summarize what you just talked about today? Number one, we're in the decision-making business. And unless we uh, grasp that, we're going to be learning all the wrong stuff. Uh, number two, we've got to learn how decisions are made. And they're made pretty quick. Number three, if they're made pretty quick, we've got to learn how to talk to people pretty quick while that decision is still being made. So that's kind of the summary. And when we do this, it is so pleasurable for the prospects. They say this is the best buying experience I've ever had. This is like beyond awesome or they just love it. People love to buy. They hate to be sold. So why do we talk to people in a way they hate to be sold? Because we're still stuck in the 1960s doing silly stuff that um, actually doesn't work. Um, just to be clear too, big Tom, is that uh, we can still do the 30-minute presentation once they've made that decision. Is that correct? Yeah, all we have to do is rename our sales presentation to the first training session after step four. So we can keep all the slides and everything. We're just doing it out of sequence. And we will learn in time that we'll ask people how many slides you want to see. <laughs> that might be polite. And it's amazing. Most people don't want hardly any slides. They just say, yeah, I want to fix my skin from the inside out. Yeah, let's go for it. Here's my credit card. Put me on auto ship. Uh, I don't want wrinkles. And that's just how quick and easy it is. Yeah. So the magic words, 
if you're going to remember anything from today, just say, would it be okay if, write them on the inside of your wrist. When you can't think of what to say, just slap your forehead and read, would it be okay if, and if you said that over and over again, you could build a business. It's a low tech version, but it's as easy as I can get. And I'll, I'll put a link here in the chat where you can get some more magic words or two audios on magic words, but the magic words make it easy because people go, yes, tell me more. Yes, I want to do it. And it's pleasurable to do network marketing that way. So that's the short story. Awesome. Awesome, Tom. Uh, I will definitely put that link into our post here. And uh, for everyone who's, who's watching, this is amazing stuff, isn't it? And uh, for those who are watching the replay, um, give a big Tom, Tom Big Al Schreider a big shout out. Go to his page. Uh, I'll put the links on the uh, post as well so that y'all can um, thank him for his time. I uh, really thank you for your time. And by the way, for everyone who's watching, Tom, it'd be okay if I tell everyone where you are. <laughs> I'm going to be in June all over the U.S. Yeah, I'll put a link there to all the workshops where they can come live and practice and learn how to do a little bit more brain science to make our job easier. Awesome. Cool. How's that? Awesome. That'd be fair. Thank you so much, uh, Tom Big Al Schreider, and uh, we'll let you go. All right. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback for me. Do you have a question that you want answered live on the show? Go to nextgenmlmhacksradio.com to submit your question and download your free Next Gen MLM Masters Pack.